Hey guys, it's Katie here, founder and director of Pulp Town, Orlando's almost daily cheat sheet to the city, where Tuesdays through Fridays, we land in your inbox with all the things you need to know for the day ahead. On Mondays, I head downtown to Venture X, downtown Orlando's number one co-working space, to put together this podcast, 15 Minutes in Pulp Town, with my good buddy Vic Martinez from Brand Crumbs Media. And today, we're going to break down the five hot topics of the week, talk about the five event picks that we think you should definitely attend, and we have a very special guest in Kayla O'Brien. Hello, hello. (laughs) Kayla used to work with us at Pulp Town, and I'm really excited to find out what she's up to now, or at least to tell you guys what she's up to now, because I actually know what she's doing. So we are going to jump right into it. Kayla, the first thing we're going to talk about today, we always start with the bad news first so we can end on the good news. I like that. Leave people better than you find them. Um, So for one, we're going to talk about COVID-19. Florida just reported 20,133 new infections in a day. That was last Wednesday, I think, was the most current numbers I looked at. That is the second highest tally for a single day case count, uh, which means we've had a higher tally. But uh, the state's record of COVID-19 related hospitalizations was also broken for the fourth day in a row. According to the CDC, the Florida's caseloads actually account for 22 percent of the country's new known cases. In Orange County, our seven day rolling positivity rate is 18.5 percent. Osceola, it's 20 20.3, Seminole 22.5. So all of those well high above the 5% that we are aiming for. Right now in Orange County, one in five people have tested positive for COVID-19. There's also hospital staffing issues that are happening. Our hospitals are in black status, which means that they have diverted all non-life-threatening surgeries, et cetera, out or and or scheduled them for later. Anyway, and they're also seeing some staffing issues because people are freaking tired. Like we're what, like 16, 17 months into this Can't at this point? That. It's wild. The numbers are not lying. And there are this many people that are in the hospital. And the hospitals have said that 95 to 99% of people that are receiving hospital care for COVID-19 specifically are the unvaccinated. So unless you have a medical or a religious reasons holding you back from getting a vaccine, vaccines are heavily available at this point to anyone in the public. And then last week, Governor DeSantis held a virtual roundtable with president and CEOs of the hospitals to talk about the new strains that are circulating, to talk about the vaccination rates and the hospital load and all of that. So that happened last week as well. And there he also really stressed vaccines. Um, In related but also unrelated news, Advent Health bought Holy Land Experience. So not to turn it into a hospital theme park. Hospital land. (laughs) That would be weird. Um, But they're going to develop the property, have plans of turning it into more healthcare space or what have you. And so that will come there. They said they will talk about that in months to come. So right now we don't know anything other than it will eventually become more hospital centers or or healthcare places. I'm going to miss, you know, going on the highway and seeing Holy Land there. Yeah. Yeah, So we'll see what happens with the Holy Land experience. I'm going to guess it's not going to look like the Holy Land experience at all after that. Sad, sad day. Um, So anyway, all right, and that's that. And then, okay, so moving right along, Parliament House wants its monk back. They had a monk that was outside of their old location, their former location. And back when they had announced that they were shutting down, I think the night before they had plans to move it or what have you, someone came and actually stole it. And they've since seen it. They know that it exists because people have posted it happily in someone else's yard. And so they're like, well, this is cool, but can you bring it back? Because now they want to bring bring their colorful monk to the front of their new location that's going in downtown in the former city arts building. So you can go to Parliament House on Instagram
Instagram, Parliament underscore House, and help them if you've seen this colorful monk. Uh, let them know where you've seen it so that they can hopefully get it back. And they said no questions asked. Just drop it off. They just want it. And so, yeah, help P House. Kevin Young. Kevin Young is a local bar owner downtown. He has a purchased fence and Finn Henry's downtown, you know, was just closed down last weekend. And it is going to be turned into a high-end sports club called Parlay uh, with hopes of opening in October. Also, we've learned that they have bought a place off Park Ave. It was Mon Petit Sherry Cafe, which was historically known for their signature dish of Orlando, which was the honey nougat glaze glace back in 2017, which everyone was like, this has got to be a joke. How could this win? But great food. Like it was great. Don't get me wrong. It just didn't make sense necessarily for her being the signature dish of Orlando. But I might catch flack for that. But anyway, so the group has also bought that old building on Park Ave. And they're going to turn this into a high-energy Mexican restaurant called Oro. Mm. It's exciting. High-end Mexican coming to Park Ave. Yeah, around the corner from Cochina 214, which I really love off Park Ave. Got some competition. And President Joe Biden had his big debut at the Hall of Presidents this week. New president showing out at Magic Kingdom. Disney is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Um, a lot of this has nothing to do. Disney's 50th anniversary has nothing to do with President uh, Biden being in the Hall of Presidents, but I'm just letting you know he's there. But Disney celebrating their 50th anniversary. There's a lot of things happening uh, that they're working on as far as uh, changes to Epcot and some new shows coming, etc. They've also brought back annual passes. They kind of stopped doing annual passes last year when COVID happened. I think probably because can you imagine people that, like buy an annual pass and they can't come can and that's go just one time yes. a year. Yeah, way too chaotic. But they're bringing those back, so that's exciting. And speaking of President Biden, if you missed it last week, he has been publicly feuding with Governor Ron DeSantis um, over the state's handling of the pandemic. President Biden last week said, like, hey, like, if you're not going to help with the pandemic, then, like, move out of the way and let someone else come in that, like, is going to take this into consideration and what have you. And Governor DeSantis responded and said, uh, if you're asking me if I'm standing in your way, I am standing in your way if you're trying to restrict people and impose mandates and ruin their jobs and their livelihood. If you were trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way. I'm standing for the people of Florida. And it just got really nasty from there. However, DeSantis claimed that the virus variants are coming into the state through illegal immigrants and reiterated his opposition to the mask and vaccine mandates and said that until Biden takes care of the border, he has no interest in talking to him about what's going on. So that was a whole lot of drama. I didn't realize there was a border on Florida. (laughs) That's new information for me. I'm going to skip right over that. (laughs) All right, moving right along, your top event picks for the week. Number one, Monday through Thursday. Uh, Thursday will be your last day to catch the special Anthony Bourdain documentary, Roadrunner. They have a couple different uh, show times during the day, I think like a three o'clock and a six o'clock. The documentary looks amazing. It shows behind the scenes of Anthony Bourdain's life. I think seeing it in the Indian makes the most sense. A very fitting venue to watch mm-hmm. it. Cuisine and yes. watching a documentary. Yes. There is and some controversy about this documentary, though. Is there? Because they used AI to make oh. uh, Bourdain's voice in a couple oh. different situations. So I'm really interested to see how that kind of plays out. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. And then also happening this this week, it's the last week to check out the Pulse Remember- Remembrance Exhibit happening at the History Center. That is the five-year Remembrance Exhibit. It's had up since June, and now it'll end August 15th. August 15th, Sunday is its last day. It's $8 to visit the History Center. It's open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5, Sunday, noon to 5. I've been to the exhibit myself. I loved it. I can recommend going. Again, between now and Sunday, you have an opportunity to do that. Also happening tonight, Monday Night Raw. Yeah. 
Monday Night Raw is at the Amway Center, 7.30 p.m. tonight. Tickets are anywhere from $20 to $250, uh, and you can watch people wrestle. A lot of people like that. You'd be surprised, but they line up down the street to get tickets. I know. I mean, my Uncle Bill, I swear he would be out there because he used to love that. My cousins, oh my gosh. And then they would sit there and do like WWE wrestling moves on me, and I'm like, guys, they're not even hitting each other on TV. (laughs) Like, it's not fair that you're like hitting me too. Anyway, that's happening tonight. And then on Wednesday, Beishui is playing at Timaqua. He is a Sichuanese composer and performer, and his music has been known to take you to feel like it's very, like, ethereal and out of this world. So it's really, really cool. The 7.30 p.m., it's $25 in person or $5 to live stream it. You can find more information about that over on Timaqua Arts uh, or just Timaqua.com. So that's happening Wednesday night, $25, like I said, in person, $5 to live stream it. Thursday night, Nerd Night is back. Nerd Night is back happening at Stardust. He's asked that only vaccinated people come. So that's happening Thursday night. Also happening Thursday night, Orlando City Soccer is playing against Santos Laguna in the 2021 Leagues Cup. That is happening at Exploria Stadium at 7 p.m. And then on Saturday, watch our girls Orlando Pride take on Portland Thorns, 7 p.m. also at Exploria Stadium. And Sunday, Celery City Craft Pig Roast and Music Fest is happening in Sanford at 12 p.m. So... Those are all the events. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Busy, busy. Busy, busy. And now we're to my favorite part when we have a guest, which is talking to you, Kayla, about what the heck you're doing and who <laughs> you are. I forgot who I was. No. It is. Uh, what's Kayla your name again? O'Brien. <laughs> um, Kayla O'Brien was the former producer, video producer for us over at Pulp Town. And COVID happened and lots of things happened. And then we were no longer able to retain you. And that has been a real buzzkill for me because I think we worked great together. Um, So I'm really excited that you agreed to come and talk to everyone today about who the heck you are and what you do. Yes. Well, I miss Pulp Town. That was (laughs) one of my favorite jobs ever because of you and I's relationship and all the stories we got to tell together about the Orlando community. And I I really liked it. It was fun. It was always different. So I was really sad to, uh, to move on. But bigger, better things are always on the horizon. So it's all good. And I'm glad we get to keep talking and I could be on the podcast. I'm back, yeah, baby. I'm back. <laughs> we, if we knock this out of the park, we can just keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, right? Um, tell me, what is Kayla O'Brien Media up to these days? So a lot. Getting you know really busy now that things are opening up. Maybe they will get less, a little bit slower soon, but hopefully not. I've um, been traveling, doing a lot of video strategy sessions with businesses of all sizes about how they can use video marketing to get more people to see their business, understand their business, what they do, what they sell. I've been traveling to conferences and helping them record some of those special moments that go on in live events. And I've been doing a lot of uh, you know, short documentary work that I really enjoy and helping people tell their stories that's very exciting are you helping tell Kayla O'Brien's story somewhere uh not as much as I should I've been busy with everyone else's story but uh you know that's how that's how the cookie crumbles but my uh, website actually is getting a whole revamp right now and it's going to be launching I think this week hopefully if we're all good with if I'm good on my side of things but really I mean the web producer is like on it and great uh as long as I've done my homework then we should launch next week is that Brunchzilla? Well, actually, it is Brunchzilla's uh, friend who does the web part, and okay. Brunchzilla did my logo. So, awesome. Yes. Of Those course. are also people local to Orlando. If you haven't heard of them, you should be checking them out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one thing that you do a really great job of, I think, is your explainer videos on Instagram. I think you do a really good job of trying to coach people on like, hey, this is why you have to include this here. This is why it's important. Are you enjoying doing those? Yes, I need to do more of them um, because that's what I truly, really enjoy is talking about the strategy, talking about why video is so important, what it can really do for people because I think that sometimes it gets lost in the minutia of I have to update Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, every sort of social media platform. I got to make a commercial. It's like you don't even can wrap your head around what video is or what the point of it is. So having those conversations and explain like, this is what, if your goal is this, this is the type of video you should make. If your goal is this, you should make this type of video. And it can change completely your whole strategy. Because people come to me all the time and say, hey, I want to do an interview with this person on camera for one hour. It's like, okay, well, who's going to watch that? Nobody. So let's <laughs> find a way to you know make this interesting for people and engaging. And then from those conversations, we can actually produce something really cool and fun that can also help you with your you know, end goal, which is most likely to make more money and to make more impact. And is that where you're spending most of your time right now? Is that on Instagram? Yes, uh, Instagram and now LinkedIn has become a big player in the video space. Uh, a lot of people are looking for jobs right now, are looking to hire people for jobs. So a lot of more traffic has been going to LinkedIn. So a lot of the big, you know, bigger and mid-sized businesses are spending their time there. And using video is the perfect place on LinkedIn right now because a lot of people type a lot. It's still kind of in the infancy with the status updates and whatnot. So video really makes you stand out. Nice. Yeah. Killing it as always. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm learning as I go. I, now I sound confident <laughs> in what I'm saying, but uh, you know, all this is you know, not in new information, but information that changes all the time. And, and a year from now, if we did a podcast again, it could change. So it's important to stay up on the trends. Yeah, good. That means you have to come back all the time yep. too. Um, also worth noting, I just want to mention that when we first met, we actually met over coffee at Craft and Common, mm -hmm. and we were I was interviewing you about the role of the video producer. And before that, you had been where, and what did you do before? So I. I've been kind of all over uh, Central Florida's media space in some capacity, either interning or working. Um, but right before I moved to Paul Town, I was at the Orlando Sentinel. I'd been there for almost three years. And at the end of my uh, tenure there, my time there, I was uh, a leader of a team of video producers and photographers. And uh, we did different documentary projects and a podcast. And we were kind of experimenting with things. But when I first started there, I was a video blogger. <laughs> they didn't call me a vlogger. They called me a video blogger. And basically, I hosted their live show called Orlando Sentinel Now, which I don't think is still happening because it they, is. Oh, it is still happening. OS Now. Oh, OS Now. Yeah. Because now they don't have the building, so I didn't know if they still had the studio. But um, I think they're doing it virtually, mm -hmm. as you have to these <laughs> days, right? But at the time, it was uh, filmed locally inside the the studio um, downtown, and I hosted that for the time I was there. And I also did uh, projects where I interviewed people and did feature stories about mostly fun things, mostly positive, upbeat things. But then once in a while, you know, a pulse happens or something big happens, and I would be uh, on that coverage team as well. And speaking of, that's when you earned your first Emmy. Yes, first yeah. and hopefully not last. You yeah. never know. Um, yeah, so that was uh, after the two-year anniversary of Pulse, and we it was in the documentary interview category is where we won. Um, and we interviewed people who were directly affected by the Pulse nightclub shooting, including Mayor Buddy Dyer, um, people in the community that actually had escaped and survived, people who had relatives who did not survive. Mm -hmm. And it was basically just speaking to them about what's been happening in two years, what's changed, how do you feel about that night, you know, different things that had gone on in their life. And, and a lot, a lot of, of the things that they said 
were actually positive, in, you know, in the mark of tragedy that they had taken what had happened and made it into something better for the world. So I think, you know, because of that and the messaging, that was the, the Emmy winner that year. Um, I'm always so proud of you. Thank always, you. Even oh my before gosh. I knew you. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to get into some Orlando specific questions. Okay. Not that all those aren't, weren't already. But if you had to choose, where are we going to go for lunch? I would have to say pom-poms. Okay. You know? What are you ordering? Uh, the turkey the turkey Thanksgiving sandwich. Oh. I forget the name. It's like yeah, the big, Mama Ling Ling's. Yeah, Mama Ling Ling's, but you can dip it into the gravy. And I say that because now I live in Soto. I used to live downtown. I lived all over Central Florida. But I can bike ride there now, so I pass it all the time, and I stop in more often. So. And it's technically, it would be a meeting point for us because it'd be in the middle for me biking. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite neighborhood in Central Florida? I really like uh, Thornton Park, I got to say, because Thornton Park is where if I am bringing someone that hasn't been to Orlando before, it's a great meeting spot. You get to take them to Lake Eola. You know, you can show them around. It's walkable. There's lots of restaurants. So I got to say Thornton, but I love them all. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Fair. Um, what is the most underrated date spot? Maybe, well, I don't know if it's underrated, but I think Domu is a great one because it's really intimate, the whole restaurant. So even if you have like awkward moments, you can kind of like listen in to other people's conversations <laughs> and just like insert yourself. I don't know. Okay. What are you going to order there? Uh, the vegetarian pho. Okay. I like it. Thank you. Um, where's your secret spot that you need to go and you need to gather your wits? You mean every day? Um, yeah. <laughs> my closet? My shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, honestly, what is it? Lake Ivanhoe, where you can kind of sit by the bench or watch people play beach volleyball. I've always liked that spot. When I used to live downtown, I'd run there a lot and kind of take my break there. So I think that was a good spot. You could watch I-4 as well. I, here's one thing I know about. I know uh, you don't drink alcohol. Or you stopped drinking alcohol a few years ago. All, exactly two years, like this week. Amazing. Since I've had one sip of alcohol. I'm very proud of you Thank for that you. too. Um, what's your best thing to drink then in town? I always go to places that have a dedicated mocktail menu if possible. I always you know, recommend that to people who don't drink because it's so important, I think, to have that as an offering. I really love soda because that's like my replacement for alcohol. Um, and Tin and Taco has got that great kind of craft soda machine. It's like stubborn mule or stubborn soda. And they have cream soda and root beer and black cherry soda. And it's just a little bit different than like the basic uh, Coke and Pepsi options. So I, I always uh, seek out places to have like that kind of craft soda. I saw you just went to uh, Johnny Rockets and had their amazing milkshakes. I did. Yeah, it was Pretty a vegan good. milkshake too. And mm -hmm. it, I was nervous because, you know, it's different. And I, I'm used to like the traditional milkshake, but it was really, really good. I was really shocked. Yeah. Old Foco Mike, aka my fiance, loves Johnny Rockets. Mm, but he's made go. me go there like three times in the last <laughs> eight and a half years. So it's good. Anyway, I've been pleasantly surprised as well. Um, this or that? This is rapid fire. Okay, I'm ready. I think I know your answers on all these. <laughs> um, Knights, UCF Knights versus Orlando City. What do you think? The Knights. Yes. <laughs> you are a proud Go UCF Knights. graduate. Oh, yeah, all day, every day. Number two, newspaper or digital? Digital. Really? Always. Oh, yeah. I never, when I worked at the newspaper, I didn't like the newspaper. So I was all about the digital first. I, I want them both. Nikon versus Canon. Canon, but I would put a third one there, Sony. That's my, that's my choice. <laughs> Dang it, I knew that too. Um, IG Reels versus TikTok. 
TikTok, I love TikTok. TikTok will diagnose things in your life that you don't even know are going on. Like if you have, you know, some sort of ailment, TikTok probably knows it before you do. <laughs> yeah. It's that, the it's AI is so that good? It's so good. The algorithm is like the best I've ever seen. So TikTok. Dang, Disney versus Universal. I gotta say Disney. I mean, we're a Disney, you know, world down here. So I have appreciation for both of them, but Disney. Wild Florida versus Gatorland. Uh, Wild Florida, because that was one of the things during the pandemic that I enjoyed going to, and they made it really safe for everybody. Yes. And so I, I have to you know, give my appreciation to them and, and said I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, worst fashion faux pas in Orlando. Faux pas. Faux, faux, faux pas? pas? You got yeah. it. Uh, Flip flops with pants on dudes or Crocs, anybody wearing them? <laughs> Crocs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're supposed to be really comfortable. And they let your feet air. I wouldn't know. Uh, I wouldn't know. Um, outside in the sunshine or inside in the AC? Outside in the sunshine, baby. Always. Springs versus the beach. 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 I'm a beach girl. I'm from South Florida, so beach. All right. Um, a moment when you felt really proud to be an Orlandoan. It's going to sound weird, but right after Pulse happened, I mean, I have never seen a community come together like that and support a community that, you know, is in the minority in a lot of places that's, you know, sometimes gets a lot of uh, negative attention. And everyone really came together right after that happened. And a story, a quick story I'll tell. Um, the, the morning after Paul, so it happened at like two in the morning, that morning, like by 9 a.m., there was thousands of people standing in line at blood banks. It gives me like goosebumps even thinking <laughs> about it because I have never seen that amount of people just leave what they're doing on a Sunday morning and go and help their community. Yeah. Same. I got gooses on yeah. my head. <laughs> um, same question, but other side. What's a moment when you didn't feel so great about being an Orlandoan? You know... I got to say, and I hate to say because it it's controversial, but, uh, you know, around this time, um, this last year, a lot of people have been divided on a lot of, you know, very critical issues uh, about masking, about vaccines. And I, I feel the, the longer and the more that we fight about these issues, the harder it is to be friends with your neighbor or be friends with people that you know, because these are such polarizing issues. It's hard, especially when you can't get together and celebrate together and be, you know, doing these events that bring people together, yet it's hard to kind of overcome that. So I'm hoping that soon in the next few months, please like bring <laughs> that we can start, you know, putting this behind us and putting our differences aside and starting to come back together for Orlando. Yeah. Best advice you've ever been given in your professional career? Uh, don't wait for people to give you something. You gotta go get your opportunity. I think you'd live that well, sister. Thank you. Um, what advice would you give someone who's just starting out working in video like you and Vic over here? You know, I would say there's no better time like right now to get involved in video. It is such a growing field and industry. The price of video equipment has gone down. You can... Whereas everything else has gone up. <laughs> yeah, you know, cameras 10 years ago... You 15, can record a house you want. You just can't afford to live can, there. Yeah, you can go <laughs> shoot inside of it, you know. Um, but it, there's... Yeah, you can afford really, really high quality equipment for a beginner's price. There's thousands of hours of tutorials online. Uh, take advantage of, you know, all those assets and and just go for it. There's going to be a place for you if you make a place for yourself. All right. And what are you most looking forward to in the year to come? Getting back to uh, a place of somewhat normalcy, hopefully, knock on wood, if I'm going to manifest that out in the, in the world <laughs> by saying it. 
Um, but it's just seeing people again and seeing people coming out of this crazy last two years now at this point, really, and how much they've grown and changed and including myself, like I'm, I'm happy to go and, and be with people again and, and start fresh because we've had this time to kind of recollect and think and process a lot of things. And now we're all coming back stronger, hopefully. So I'm excited to start to get to meet people again. Yeah, and meet people because now we kind of all feel a little different. There's a lot of things that have been exposed about a lot of people, mm-hmm. good and bad, you know. Um, all right, who should we interview next? Have you talked to Biggie yet? I have not talked okay, to Biggie. Okay, Biggie's good. Biggie is good. Biggie's had to really uh, change his business because of COVID. He used to be at events every weekend, and now he's you know doing stuff online and started a podcast of his own. He so did. yeah, he'd be a good one to talk to. All right, we can talk to UCF Biggie next. Um, all right. Kayla, tell us how to follow you and find you on all the things. Okay, so I'm on Instagram at Kayla O'Brien Media. That's O-B-R-I-E-N. Part, yep, uh, Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A-O-B-R-I-E-N and the word media. On Instagram, same on Facebook, and you can follow me. And if you wait a couple days, you'll see my brand new website at KaylaO'BrienMedia.com. If, hey, if it's up before Monday, we're good. Yeah, it should be. I mean, ideally, it'll be up by the weekend. So uh, we'll see. But if not, you can see my old website. It'll still be there. (laughs) You can see the change before your eyes. Um, All right. Well, thank you, Kayla, for coming and being on the show. um, And for always being a supporter of Pulp Town and of me. I really appreciate you. Um, And thanks. Big shout out to Vic over here, quiet in the background. I appreciate Vic from Brand Crumbs Media for putting together this podcast and helping me every week. Um, And VentureX for providing the spot. And I will see you guys back here next week with another Another guest with Pete Downing from Gatlin Hall Brewing, former Mac market on Magnolia, Dekine Pokey, Frankenstein's 47 Clothing. That guy's been everywhere. So anyway, excited to have him. Uh, until then, I will see you in your inboxes. And that's it. Have a great week, Orlando. And don't forget, stay pulpy, Orlando. <laughs> okay.